we've been talking about. But when you begin to talk about what you believe, it can be a little overwhelming and it can be a little bit depressing sometimes when you don't really know what you believe. Now, that's okay for somebody who's just gotten saved. But if we've been saved for a while, we need to know what we believe. We need to know why we believe what we believe. And, and, and I don't say this in a mean way, but if you've been saved for a while, then you need to get busy studying God's word. And this is, this is my job and my call is to teach you, but you need to teach yourself at home. Amen? But this is a very important series because, um, I, like I said, if I were to go through this congregation and ask questions, there's a lot of people that wouldn't know answers to things. And maybe because we haven't heard it, but a lot of times it's because we haven't studied it. So how many know we need to study God's word more? And that's what I want this Wednesday night to do. I want it to cause you to get more in the word and cause you to get more hungry for the word and, and really study out. It's a powerful thing to know what we believe. And it goes beyond just, hey, I believe in Jesus. It goes way beyond that. And I want to get into something tonight that's so super important for us called sanctification. I want you to write that word down. It might seem like a big word, but it's in the Bible a lot. And um, I, I can tell you that in my life, I struggled for a long time trying to grasp what sanctification means or meant. And I want to do my best to break it down to you and make it simple for you so that you can understand it. And there's a couple or three stages of it. And so I want you just to really, uh, for the next few weeks, uh, really, really write down notes and take notes and get in the Word with me and really understand this. Because this word, sanctification, uh, just to give you an understanding of what I mean, when you talk about, uh, what are the, some of the things we've already talked about? We've talked about the Word of God. We've talked about the deity of Christ. We've talked about God being one true God. Uh, those types of things. And, and then we talked about, uh, we haven't got into the study of this, but we just did baptism and communion, which are our fundamental truths to our faith. Uh, why we get baptized, why we take communion, all these different things. And, and so a lot of that is learning about what we believe and what Jesus did and what God did and what God said and all that. When you start getting into sanctification, this is where the believer gets involved. Beyond I believe. Beyond I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Beyond I believe that God wrote the Word and I believe that He was the Son of God and I believe, believe, believe and speak. And now, now, now we get involved and we have to put forth action and sanctification as a couple parts. Part of it is still God and the other part is us being involved. And so I want you just to write this down to make it simple going forward so we'll be ahead of the game. Sanctification means to be set apart. Okay, to be set apart. Um, I believe tonight that we could um, think about this word being, being set apart, or a set of words there, and, and, and this, this is where today in the world we live in, there's a lot of believers who are not living according to what the Bible says, and they are just simply that. They're just believers, and when we begin to get into studies like this and begin to put it into play, we begin to become disciples, don't, don't stay, Chris, there's still a monitor up on up here somewhere, just to let you know, I'm hearing a buzz. Um, that we, begin to, we begin to stay, uh, become be disciples out of believers. Too many people are just believers. God does not want us to just be believers. 
He, there was a lot of people that believed he did miracles and believed he was God and believed this and believed that, but they didn't become disciples. And we went over a lot of that on Friday morning in our discipleship. And, and I want to kind of bring this into this is where you can begin to see what a disciple is and are you a disciple. And if you're not a disciple, that you'd want to become a disciple. Because how many know God wants us to be disciples? Amen. Are you all here? All right. He, he said, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them. So we teach what we've learned. And, and, and a lot of us here tonight, we need to get from, from just being a believer and becoming a disciple. And when you begin to walk in sanctification, you, become to be, you begin to become a disciple because now you're understanding, I'm not just saved, I'm set apart. I'm set apart. And what sanctification will do, I'm just laying a, a, a ground for this, what sanctification will do, and, and if the Lord leads, I'm going to preach another message on this Sunday morning, unless he changes it, I'm going to do a little illustrated sermon that will kind of make everything make more sense Sunday morning. But what happens in our walk in sanctification is we begin to, to, to feel things out, begin to understand, and we change from this. Watch this carefully. We change from the attitude of, man, I don't get to do these things anymore that I used to do to being over here saying, man, I don't even want to do those things I used to do. Did anybody just catch that? That's what sanctification is. It changes your outlook. And, and, a, and an immature believer is like, man, I don't get to drink no more. I don't get to smoke no more. I don't get to party no more. I don't get to whatever, 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 cuss this, that, and the other. I don't get to do this. I don't. And it's, it's a list of I don't get to and, I, and, and don'ts. And that's, that's where an immature believer is that doesn't understand sanctification. But a believer who's becoming a disciple is on the other side saying, man, I don't need that stuff anymore because I'm a child of God. And those things are things that I did when I was in darkness and now I'm in light like Jesse said at prayer. And so I'm going to get out of the darkness and I'm going to come into the light and I'm going to stay in the light. Amen. So let's read John 17, verse 17. Sorry, we're going to start in 15. It says, Jesus says these words, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world. Let me just interject that real quick. Um, this is Jesus. How many have ever heard that, sta that statement that we're, we're in this world, but we're not of this world? That's what, that's what we are. We live in this world, but we are not of this world. Okay? And so Jesus, right here, before he, we read this, re continue to read a couple verses, is praying for his disciples at that moment, and he's praying for us today. Tell me that's not amazing. He's praying for those disciples right there in the garden with him, and he's praying for us in 2017. Powerful. So he's praying for them, and he's praying for the future disciples, and then that's why, what you understand what he's saying. I pray to God, he says, that you should not take them out of the world, watch this, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. And this kind of leads in, stop there for a second, this kind of leads into where my mind changes to where I'm not in this, well, I don't get to do this, I don't get to do that mode anymore. When we realize I'm not of this world and the things that I was doing before is not my character. It's not who I am. That's who the devil has lied to me to be. That's who the devil has told me that I was. That's who the devil said I was. That's the, that's the label the devil stuck on me as a sinner. Can you understand what I'm saying? So we begin to say, man, it's, that, that's not even who I am. We, what, what, what sanctification does, write this down too, this is important, is it's an identity changer. It changes your identity. How many know we need to know who we are? 
And, 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 and I'm kind of getting ahead, and I never know for sure if, if the Lord won't change it, but in this illustrated sermon um, Sunday morning where I can show you something, our identity is, is what the world has told us we are or what our growing up tells us we are or what our belief system is from where we grew up. And so how many tonight can understand what I'm saying? When you come into a place and you get saved and all of a sudden the word starts changing everything you've ever believed, everything you were ever raised on, everything you ever knew because it was what was taught to you and it got stuck on you like a label. And now, not me, but God and the Holy Spirit through his word is showing you that's not who you are. That's not who you were meant to be. That's not who you were born to be. And so God begins to do an identity change. And we're seeing this right here. Now look at 17. Here's the word. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes, talking about us today, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. You know what changes your mentality on walking with God when you begin to realize that God has come down from heaven and stepped out every step we're walking out. He came into a human body and he says, hey, you know what Jesus is basically saying? He's saying, I'm not expecting you to do anything that I did not do. I'm not expecting you to sanctify yourself. I'm not expecting you to baptize yourself. I'm not expecting you to change yourself or, or restrain from this or restrain from that. He says, if I, don't, if I don't do that myself. He came to be the perfect example. Okay? Now, now, as we begin to move forward, watch this. This is important. God is way over there, just in a picture. He's on that side, and, and sin is way over here. And I'm born way over here in sin. Very separated from God. Very separated. Very far away. Never able on my own to ever get to God. Okay? Can you picture as far as the east is from the west for a second? God's that far as the east is. And my sin and me are as far as as the west is. And we'll never meet unless Jesus comes into my life. And when Jesus comes into my life, now, now, we're going to get to this here, now I become a sanctified person, meaning what? Set apart. Set apart. And now I am back in communication and relationship with God the way he intended it from the very beginning. And now, because of what he did on the cross and what he did for me, for my sins, now I am what the Bible calls justified. Justified. Okay? Now I am forgiven, now I am set free, now I am a new creation, and I've got a lot of scriptures for this, but I'm just trying to get you a good understanding. And now uh, everything has changed, and now for me, now I am every day, watch this, this is sanctification. Every day that I walk with God, I am drawing further away from the sin life that I had and drawing closer to God every day. So I am leaving my old place of residence as a sinner and I'm walking towards godliness. Y'all getting that? Godliness. The Bible says, be holy as I am holy. 
And so write this down. There's two parts to sanctification, very important. One is called positional, meaning as soon as I get saved, I am sanctified. There's a position of sanctification. What is that? Well, I just told you what that was. It's God saying now, I'm setting you apart from the world. That's what Jesus is saying. They're not of the world. They are my children. How many know it's good to be on God's team? We used to be on the devil's team. Now we're on God's team. And I don't think we grasp how amazing that is. And when we begin to grasp how amazing it is, is when we really begin to start saying, you know what, I don't want to do those things I used to do because God is so good to me, he loves me so much, and he has so much better for me that I'm not going to do those things anymore. I'm going to start heading every day I live towards the position God called me to be in, which was holiness and righteousness and a son of God, a daughter of God, a child of God, someone who glorifies God in all my actions and all my words. But how many know that that's a process? And that's the second part. The first one is a position. And the second one is that you have to do your part. Okay? So one is a position. And the second is what you can write down as progressive or practical. So here's the thing. Outside of believing in Jesus Christ, you have nothing to do with the first one. Zero. Zero. I'm sure I can get almost every person's hand in this of two options here, I want you to think about something. How many have ever painted something, got paint on your hands? Worked on a car, got oil on your hands? Made something to eat, got something sticky on your hands? I mean, just, just, I just want you to picture your hands really, really dirty. Whatever you were doing, they're really dirty, and, and you need soap and water. Nothing's going to clean that off like soap and water. You can try a lot of stuff, but really just soap and water is going to do it. And there's really an illustration I could do for that too. But I just want you to picture tonight your hands really, really dirty. And your hands really, really dirty is symbolic of your sin life. Okay? And, and you were born that way. And as you've gotten older, you're like, man, I, I can't get this off. I, I am a sinner, and, and so we are a sinner, and there's where the progressive, practical part comes in. When I get, get Jesus into my life and I get saved, I become sanctified in his sight. I become holy in his sight because of what he did, but I am still a sinner that needs to work out my salvation with fear and trembling every day. And so there's the two positions, okay? It's like this. It, when you get a job, they give you a what? A position, You can't get paid and you can't do your job until you get a position. Once you have a position, that position was given to you by your boss and and you didn't have to do anything but apply for it. And now you've got your position and what do you have to do to keep your job? You have to do what your position calls you to do, whatever it is. And so you don't do anything really except maybe have a good resume or whatever. You don't do anything really to get that job. You don't pay that person for that job. You don't do work before you get that job to get that job. You apply, and that person picks you and says, you have applied, I give you this position, and so you have that position without any merit of yours. It's almost on credit. And then you be, they say, here's what you need to do in your position. This is your job. This is your, your duties. And then you keep that job by walking out every day doing what your position called you to do. Are you all with me on that? 
And so that's the progressive and the practical, or the, sorry, the positional and the progressive, where I, I have a position in Christ that's holy, but now I have to walk it out every day in the way he called me to walk it out. Amen. Nudge your neighbor and say, wake up. Amen. Sleep, at, sleep when you're at home. Amen. I tell my girls, sleep, sleep, at, sleep at night. Amen. It's a good time to sleep, except unless you work nights. Amen. So here's back to the hands. Think about this. So your hands are dirty, and I don't know about you, like I'm the worst on this. I wash my hands ten times a day. I hate having anything on my hands, like anything, like food. If anybody's ever ate with me, I go through 25 napkins. I'm like constantly wiping my hands. I don't like anything on there. I'm constantly touching, um, 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 what's it called, hand sanitizer. I'm constantly washing my hands, but I don't really like hand sanitizer because I don't, I don't like the feeling of not having water clean it off. So here's my point. I've got something on my hands, and I need to get it cleaned off. I need to get it, it removed, and so I grab soap, okay? And I start working that with soap. How many know with soap, some of that's going to come off? But it's not all going to come off. What you're going to do is you're going to break up whatever's on your hand, and you're going to cause it to, to kind of be broken up in your hand. It's going to move a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you're going to need something to rinse it off. You're going to need water. Okay, here's what we do with our works of righteousness, our works. We have soap and we, we wipe and we try to get clean. We try to get that sin off of our hands with soap and, and our works. And, and it gets us a little bit clean, but it'll never cleanse, cleanse us. It'll never cleanse us. What Jesus does is he's the water. He's the blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And so we can get so far wiping our hands together, and, and you've tried it before, and you're like, man, i I, I got to have water. The only way I'm going to get all this off is water. And then Jesus comes in. He's the irreplaceable part of this. That's the position. He gives you the water that cleanses you. Can you follow me on that? And, and, and our works is what we do. We do our part. We put our, our soap on, and we clean, and we do our part. But then we say, Jesus, I need you to wash me clean with your blood. Okay, so hopefully that's a good example to, to follow. Let me give you some verses um, uh, on, off of this. To be, so, so to be set apart for a special use or purpose, um, to make holy, to consecrate. So what that means is now I'm consecrating my life. I'm making holy my life. Amen? And so it says, uh, Romans 6, let's look at some verses here. Romans 6, verse 6, maybe write them down for time because then I won't have to wait for you to get to them. Uh, write it down. Romans 6, 6 says this. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him and that the body of sin would be destroyed and that we would no longer be slaves of sin. Okay, that's a position. Again, my position was a sinner lost without hope. But now my position is that I've been crucified with Jesus and that my body of sin has been destroyed, I was, watch this, I was, see we are still sinners, but I was a slave to sin. I wasn't just a sinner, I was a slave to sin. Now I am a slave to righteousness. And that's better. I, I, I still belong to somebody, but now I belong to God. I'd much rather be in God's hands than the enemy's hands, than the devil's hands. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11, one of my favorite ones that talks about who we were. Remember, as, we, as we're going through this, is a position thing. And such, verse 11, 1 Corinthians 6, 11, as, and such were some of you, 
but you were washed. But you were sanctified. There's that word. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. How many are seeing what God does by position here? Here's another one. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Many of you will know this verse before I even begin to read it. It says, and I quoted it on Sunday, Therefore, if any man be in Christ. That's a position. Be in Christ. He is a new creature. That's a position. I used to be a sinner. Now I'm a new creation. I used to be over there. Now I'm over here. I used to be in darkness. Now I'm in light. Amen? I used to be, this is crazy, I used to be unholy, and now I'm holy. I'm holy now. Because of what Jesus did. See, some of you don't grab that, grasp that yet. Some of you say, no, I'm not. I'm not holy. And, you, and you're never going to move on in God until you realize you're holy in God. It's a position. It's a position that you didn't do anything to get. You just accepted it. Have you guys grasped that? And maybe Sunday's illustration will help make that more sense. Another thing I have on position here, of the position of sanctification, is it's totally God. Totally God. Zero me. So it, it means absolutely, positively, I can do nothing in my own power to be good enough for God. So if God says, be holy as I am holy, that's impossible without him. Impossible. Can't even get in the same universe. He says, be holy as I am holy. So if he says to be holy like he's holy, do you think God would ask us to be something we can't be? No, but we can't be holy without him. I'm holy in him. Okay, I'm holy in him. So, so again, I'm not going to the shower and getting a bunch of soap on my body. What would be worse than that? Get in the shower, clean your body off real good with soap, lather up and everything, and then get out and dry, try to dry off. What do you need? You need that water. I mean, that just, that just drove some of you crazy. It drove me crazy too. You need that water to get all that soap off. Like, I love to work up that lather, but give me some, some water and get the soap off, right? So that we can't do it. We can't do it on our own. We can, we can get all that dirt feeling like it's coming off, and, we, and, we, and that's what people do. Righteous, they do righteousness of their own works. They do things to make them feel good and feel clean. But listen to this. A pig is going to go back to the pigsty. And that's what sinners do without Jesus. They can come in and clean themselves up. You can put a bow on a pig. You can clean a pig. I'm not calling you pigs. Don't worry. Amen. I'm just giving you an example. You can clean up a pig, dress up a pig, and put a bow on a pig. But that pig is not going to change. He's a pig. But thank God when we get saved, we are no longer that. Amen. We become a new creation. He didn't say you're the same person that I've just kind of put makeup on. He said you're a new creation. That means you're not the same person you used to be, somebody. Get this. Amen. You're a new creation. So he didn't take that pig and turn him into a pretty pig. He took that pig and turned him into something else. Someone who doesn't want to go back to the mud anymore. Someone who doesn't desire that life anymore. So he says that he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, this is a great one, verse 13. 
But we are bound to give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation, watch this, through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Now let me give you one more verse from this, from positional, okay? This is just laying a background tonight, laying a foundation. Hebrews chapter 10. I would, if you can, like you to look at this one. If you can't, that's fine. Just write it down. I'm going to give just a second. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 8. This is really important because we need to understand who we were and where we were. It says, previously saying, sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings and offerings for sin, you did not desire nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. And then he said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first that he may establish the second. Watch this. That by, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Once and for all. Say, it is finished. It is finished tonight. What he did does not need to be fixed. What he did does not need to be improved. What he did does not need to be changed or added to or manipulated. We just need to say, Lord, your perfect gift of salvation is all I need. And because of that, I am holy. I am sanctified and I am in the position to be saved. I am saved by your stripes, amen, by your blood. Not by anything I can do. Aren't you glad that, that you're not depending on your works to get to heaven? Aren't you glad that you're not kind of playing Russian roulette and just hoping that you're good enough? Your dependence is totally 190 million percent in Jesus. And that he has sanctified you and set you apart and made you holy. Now the, the progressive part, number two, is where we're at right now. This is where we begin to take the journey from the sin life to the holy life. Too many Christians stay way back here. Too many Christians, and this is really an interesting thing, too many Christians that say carnal Christians. How can a Christian even be carnal? You can't be, you can't, you can't be oil and water. They don't mix. And so they're not really carnal Christians. They're people who have not been really born again. Oh, that was a good place to say amen. Thank you for that one lonely amen. If you've been born again, then you're going to begin to make the step and the progress from being that sinner, and you're going to begin to walk towards that sanctification because God asks us to. He asks us to walk it out. He asks us to begin to be, here's, here's what sanctification is. I begin to become more like God. Not a God, like some religions teach. I become more like God, meaning in His image. I become, I begin to look more like him. I begin to sound more like him. I begin to act more like him. I begin to do more what he would do. Is anybody following me tonight? That's what you begin to do. You begin to become less like the person you used to be and more like the person God has called you to be. Don't elbow somebody or, or point at somebody or any of that tonight, but how many might know somebody that you've known them for a while? Hopefully nobody in this church is someone in another country, but you know somebody, amen, who they have been saved for a while and they have not changed. 
Come on. There's no difference in their life. That, that's not sanctification. You've you got to be, and again, this is, this is progression because you don't expect these newborn babies that we have in the church, you don't expect them to just show up on Sunday for, for, for service walking or talking or off the bottle or going to the bathroom by themselves or any of that stuff. It, it's going to take time. But it sure would look weird for one of us adults to show up Sunday with diapers in a bottle. Right? It would look weird. Maybe I should do that some service. Show up in, in a big old diaper and come up with a bottle. Yeah. Give you guys the picture of what it looks like. Amen. Right? Not, ain't, not naked. I'd put the diaper over for sure. I would not. Come on now. No, I would, it would be an illustration, visual, okay? But there are believers, church, who are still on the bottle and still in their spiritual diapers. And they've been, and Paul said, are you going to stay on milk forever? Now, again, I hope I'm not talking to anybody in here. But the visual is, I've got to begin to leave that old life. And, and one of the biggest things that helped me is I stopped look adding, adding, looking at it like, man, I don't get to do those things anymore. That was a revelation for me. I started realizing that those things that used to appeal to me are not appealing. You know, I, I, could, I could do something else, but instead of doing something else wrong, I'm going to do something right for God. I'm gonna, I, could, I could, you know, Paul says, all things are permissible, but not all things are profitable for me. So I can, I can do all kinds of things in the grace of God, but instead of just wasting my time being like that old person I used to be, I'm going to be productive, and I'm going to go do something for God. Something that's going to cause him to, to see his image in me. To see that, say, that's my child, that's my son, that's my daughter, as he said about Jesus, in whom I'm well pleased. How many want God to say that about you? I do. I want God to be pleased with me. Amen. I'm, I'm not trying to please you. You shouldn't be trying to please me. I want to please God. I want to make him happy. Here's a few verses. This one, progressive and practical sanctification, involves me. Okay? My hands are dirty, and i got to clean them. Okay? You're not going to come clean my hands, and I'm not going to come clean your hands, and I'm not going to stick your hands in the water. You, you work yours out. You, you've got sin in your life, and now you're starting to work it out personally by yourself okay watch this first peter chapter 1 verse 13 therefore gird up the loins of your mind be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of christ fully on the revelation of christ listen as obedient children not conforming yourselves to your former lusts not conforming yourself to your former lusts you know what i like about god he keeps it real he says y'all had problems he didn't he's not he's not he's not playing the game he's like you know what i know you had issues but but don't be like that anymore you know how 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 does an adopted child act until they realize they're not adopted anymore they're a child of that person Right? They only know how to act adopted. We, we, are, we are children of God tonight. We have been adopted by God. 
But too many of us are acting like God's going to kick us out. Like he's going to call the foster parents back and say, I don't want these kids anymore. He's not going to do that to us. He loves us. We're his. He's ours. I'm in him. He's in me. And so I, don't, I need to change my attitude and my mentality. Stop doing those things. And then he says, and, and he says, as in your ignorance. There's a lot of ignorance, right, in our, in our past. How much dumb stuff did we do? And he says, but as he who called you is holy, listen to this, be also holy in your conduct. This is where I, this is where you begin to see growth. You begin to see fruit. And it, and it is a challenge, but it should be exciting. And I want you to write these down, because I'm going to talk about these things over the next few weeks. Just some areas in sanctification. Not all of them, but areas that we can work on. So, so as I close right here, think about this last couple minutes right here, these last 30 seconds. Sanctification is setting myself apart. So now, this body, these eyes, this mouth, these ears, these actions are no longer mine. I belong to God. And if I'm being sanctified and I'm walking in sanctification, then, then this thing here that I am in as a temple belongs to the Lord. And in my speech, that's one. In what I watch, that's another one. In what I do, that's another one. And how I take care of my body, that's another one. Those are areas where we have to, to separate ourselves unto God with those things. Amen? That, that's some air, tangible areas where the Holy Spirit, not me, Holy Spirit will begin to speak to us all individually. Because my weaknesses and your weaknesses and their weaknesses and your weaknesses, they're all different. They're all different. And something that's not a weakness for me is a weakness for somebody else and vice versa. And we all have things in our lives, and this is going to be more evident Sunday morning. Don't miss Sunday morning. It's going to be more evident when you see that these things a lot of times are labels and things that we, it's a belief system or just a way we've been that needs to be put off, that needs to be changed. Amen? So as you bow your heads and close your eyes tonight, Romans 6, 18 says, Being then made free from sin, you are now servants of righteousness. What an attitude change if we begin to think about being a servant of righteousness tonight. Jesus is my pattern tonight. I'm following Jesus. Father, tonight as we're here and we're talking about sanctification, we've been given a position when we began to believe in you, Lord, and, and put you first and, and say, I accept Jesus Christ as, as my Lord and Savior, Lord, we were born again. We didn't go out, become born out of our mother's wombs again. We, we were born again spiritually, and we are new creations. And we've been given a sanctification tonight. And now, Lord, it's my, my duty and my call every day to, to walk further away from sin and closer to God every day in my actions, in my words, in my thoughts. 
in the way I carry myself, in my conduct, because my conduct now should not be what it was before because I'm a new creation. I'm not a pig that wants to go back to the pigsty again. I'm a new creation. I don't need the mud anymore. I don't need the garbage anymore. I don't need the filth anymore. Regardless of what I feel or think or see or people tell me or what the spirit of condemnation speaks to me, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I've been given a position of righteousness. I've been justified. This is going to liberate some of you. I'm telling you, by the time this next three or four weeks over are over, you're going to be so in love with Jesus. And you're going to be so excited about doing what's right for the kingdom of God. And you're going to do it with a different attitude. It's not going to be, how can I, how can I get as close to sinning as possible and it not be sin? You're going to say, I don't want to go anywhere near sin. I'm not that person anymore. That's not who I am. That's not my life. And that's what God's calling us in sanctification. This is fundamental to our faith. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, as we close tonight, how many all over this place, from front to back and side to side, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, could be honest with God. He knows you tonight. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows who you are. He knows your past. He knows your end from your beginning. And tonight you know that you're not walking with God. You have not been born again. You have not put your faith in Jesus. And tonight your position is a sinner with no hope. That's who I was 25 years ago. A sinner with no hope. My position was lost. But as that amazing grace song says, now I'm found. God found me. He searched me. He he sought after me. He he pursued me. He knocked on the door of my heart. I said, yes. I let him in. Tonight, how many need to say, that's me. Would you pray for me? I need to let Jesus in. Just put your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. That's me. I need tonight, as we change direction, I need tonight to rededicate my life. I need to accept Christ into my life. I knew him at at one point in my life. I've known the righteousness of God. I've known the goodness of God. Hebrews 6 talks about this. I've known and tasted his goodness. But tonight I'm not living in his will. I'm not doing what he called me to do. I'm not acting the way he wants me to act. I'm not acting like a child of God. And I I need to rededicate my walk with the Lord tonight again. How many would say, that's me? Just stick your hand up and put it back down all over this place. God bless you. God sees your hand. God sees your hands. Amen. Amen. That's that's something tonight that God wants to do in you. He wants to give you a new label. He wants to give you a label of forgiven and a label of righteous and a label of perfect. I know that's hard to believe, but in His sight and under His blood, we are perfect. Let's stand tonight. And I'm going to open up the altars for some prayer time. These these Wednesday nights will be good times to just examine yourself, see what position you're in, and and let the Holy Spirit speak to you in some areas in your life where 
you're, you're not walking the way God wants you to walk. It's not a condemnation thing, but he's saying, hey, I want you to be more like me. And the closer we are to him, the more we'll be like him. Amen. When you get around somebody, you, and you're a lot, you act like them because there's attributes there. I want, I want people to see Jesus in me. Don't you want people to see Jesus in you? Amen. I don't want them to see the world. I don't want them to see that old person that I was. I want them to see Jesus. As we sing this song, we're going to open up the altar. Just find a place tonight. Let's just spend a few minutes in, in prayer. And let's just spend a few minutes. Maybe you need a touch in your body. Maybe you need a touch in your mind. Maybe you need to pray for a family member. Amen. Just, just seek the Lord tonight as you pray. And we're going to just pray for the Holy Spirit to come in. Come, Holy Spirit. Just let Him touch you right where you're at. Fall afresh on me. Satisfy.
lift our voices. Let's sing it one more time. Let's just lift our hearts to God and say, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I set myself apart for you. I set myself apart for you tonight. Lord, that my words, that my actions, that my thoughts would glorify you, Father. With your power, satisfy my needs. Satisfy my needs, Lord, only you, only you can make me whole. Give me strength and make me whole. Come, Holy Spirit. us understand our position our position has nothing to do with us other than believing and accepting that's it everything else is because you paid the price for us but now that I have a position now I want to spend every day of my life drawing closer to you and further away from the one I used to be I don't want to look anything like my old self. I don't want to act like my old self, talk like my old self, be like my own self, old self in my conduct. I want to be like you. And Lord, maybe I didn't even have tonight a bad conduct. Maybe I was what the world would call a good person. But Lord, I'm still not good enough without you. So I want to spend the rest of my days becoming like you called me to be. Being that child of God that makes you proud. Lord, I have self-control tonight. I have desires for the things of God. And I don't need those things that the enemy places in front of me that he says are so good. And I'm not going to believe that lie that sin is good for a season. Because, Lord, in that trap is where many people fall. I'm going to go test, I'm going to go try, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out the grace card. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take advantage that, that God saved me. No, I don't want any of that stuff, God. I want to be like you. I don't want to look for what I can get away with. I want to live a life that glorifies your name and makes you proud of me because I am thankful for my holiness tonight. I'm thankful for my sanctification. I'm thankful that my name is in the Lamb's book of life tonight. And Lord, we come before you with those clean hearts and we ask you to take us out of here and speak to us through your Holy Spirit every day so every day we can become more like you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And I want us to say a prayer tonight all together and, and make sure tonight that we are in the position of being born again and being saved because it is not by our works. And right before we say this, I want to remind you one more time, did anybody else grab that understanding of that dirty hands? It's, it's there, and, and sometimes that's why we walk away from an altar not feeling clean because we've done our part and we've washed and we've rubbed and we've tried to be good enough and we've tried to do good works and we've tried to be in good standing and, and it doesn't matter how much we rub we can't get it all off when you walk away from an altar totally clean is when you say God this is all on you I cannot get this off I need your blood I need your water I need your cleansing and then he comes and cleanses it off and there's no greater feeling than those dirty hands being cleaned by water what flowing water even better right it's one thing to like be in a basin like these I thank God for flowing water flows into the sink and it's gone amen I like to just let it flow amen how many are grabbing that so when we come to an altar or we pray we let that water cleanse it off. Amen. We do our part, but we don't stay there. Say, Lord, I'm, I've lined up the best I can, but I still fall short. Cleanse me. Wash me clean in your blood. Let's say this tonight. Lord Jesus, I believe in your plan of salvation. I know that I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I will never be good enough because the wages of my sin is death but thank you that the gift of God is eternal life Jesus I believe that you died on the cross for my sins I confess with my mouth you are Lord Jesus I believe you rose from the dead and conquered death and ascended to heaven and you sit it at the right hand of the Father interceding for me right now I accept that as the perfect sacrifice come into my life clean me up from the top of my head to the soles of my feet make me a new creation and write my name in the Lamb's book of life in Jesus name Amen Amen Thank you Jesus Thank you Father